Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to the Run Pain Free podcast. I am your host, Jessica Marie Rose Leggio, and we are talking today about running form, distance running form, long distance running form. We are talking about running form today. But first, make sure you are following us at Run Pain Free on Instagram and at Run Pain Free underscore Academy on Instagram. And make sure you are subscribed to this podcast by going to runpainfreepodcast.com and subscribing. And put that little hashtag over on in Facebook and put the words Run Pain Free right after it and you'll find all of our pages there as well with always tons of info no matter which place you go. But let's get into it because this is a consistent thing that I talk about regularly that aggravates me when I see it on social media by people who know nothing about the sport and talking about form and biomechanics and what have you. And first problem is distance running is a sport. It's a very athletic sport. There's also a category of endurance sports, which is different. It's a category itself. Endurance sports is tri-sport, running, swimming, biking, cycling, those are endurance sports. So it's also in its own subcategory as well. The more specialized an athlete or athletic movement or sport is, the more complex the conditioning is and the more it puts on the body in terms of demand and movement. So because you're not using anything like water uses for swimming or cycling uses a bike for biking or cycling, Running uses one thing, your body. So if your body is not lined up and mobile and in a functional movement pattern, you're gonna have some problems along the way because you're only using your body. Your body is your apparatus, your body is your tool. The only external thing you use on a run are your sneakers, which is why they are the only thing externally that can actually injure a runner. Outside of that, it's the runner's body that's a problem. So now that we've got that cleared up, let's talk about running form. The minute you think with your brain that you're gonna tell your body how to move, you already have an injury, that's first. The last laugh happens when you actually think in your brain, hey, knee, move this way. Hey, ankle, move this way. The body has the last laugh on that one because the body's only gonna move with its ability to do so. The body only is gonna move with the movement pattern it has to move. So if you don't have a functional movement pattern, if you're lacking function somewhere and you're overcompensating somewhere else, you're gonna have a problem. And your brain has nothing to say about it. It's funny that you think the brain can say, hey, but fire, we're going up a hill. That ain't never gonna work. And as long as you think it's working, that's even more of a problem. That's how serious the injury is gonna be. The more you actually believe that you're actually gonna tell from your brain what body part to move is how serious the injury is gonna get, okay? So the minute you realize from the neck up has nothing to do with the neck down, then we're getting somewhere. Your body, your muscles, they have memory. Memory cells are real. They remember things. They remember trauma more than anything. So if you've ever had trauma to your system being hit, like by a car or falling off of a ladder or being hit by a baseball bat when you were seven or falling out of a tree when you were 12 or playing soccer when you were 15 and getting run into by somebody else or you're a football player and you've been crashed into a million times, your body remembers that more than anything. And then it stays there. 
and then you build from that trauma. So you actually condition that trauma. And this is why everybody is in a dysfunctional human pattern, movement pattern. You are humanly, mechanically are not moving well. You're moving based on what your body has endured up to this point. And in comes run pain free and we find what those things are and we actually go back to those issues and we correct those issues. And by default, everything you're feeling present day goes away. The only reason that that wouldn't happen is if you don't follow the program and you don't do the work on your own and you're not following protocol and you're doing what you want to do and you're not listening to certain things and you're doing things that are actually conditioning a bad or poor behavior of your past and then it's contradicting what you're actually trying to fix currently. That's the only reason why that wouldn't happen, okay? So this is what happens when your body grows up. You, know, you go through things, changes, body changes. You, you, women's hips get bigger. Men have huge growth spurts. You know, women do too, but men are more linky. Like there's a whole, there's, there's baselines and there's person specific and there's injuries and there's life experiences, all that stuff happens. And then you think you're gonna go run somewhere and have zero problems. Second big problem, that's never gonna happen. Your body is jacked up. Everybody's body is jacked up. However much you've been athletic or active or not kind of dictates that. The more athletic you've been, the longer your body will go in dysfunction before it yells at you. The less active and athletic you've been, the quicker you'll feel it. Still the same thing, it's just one person can go a little longer, but the longer you go in dysfunction, the worse the injury is when it results and when it comes up. So it's all relative, right? So when we're talking about running form, yeah, how much stuff I just said before I even brought up running form? That's the first biggest issue with running form, specifically, is that there's so much behind it. And here somebody comes who thinks because they ran a few races or they read a couple of things or they've been in a few groups that they know everything about anything to do with run form. Negative. That is extremely obnoxious of anybody to think. And it's disrespectful to people like me and my peers, who've put work in to actually cater to athletes and work with athletes and make sure their bodies are sound so they can perform in whatever sport they choose to do. That's what a athletic conditioning specialist actually does. That's why it's super scientific. There's a lot of education behind it, a lot of case studies behind it, a lot of practical behind it, a lot of information, a lot of science behind that. So it's quite ridiculous that anybody should think that they know what they're doing in that regard. Now, running is walking with velocity at extreme. That's all it is. So how you walk is exactly how you should run, period, period. At no point, at no point are you prancing like a deer when you walk. Now, that is the majority. There is an exception to every rule. There is 1% of the human population that walks on their tippy toes, 1%. And they suffer from shin splints, tight calves, and feet pain on a regular basis. And then they go into sneakers and forget it. It's, it's, a, it's a whole shit show. But because if you go and reference what I opened this podcast up with, then you would understand why that'd be an issue. Because what did I tell you the body remembers? It remembers trauma and conditions that trauma. When you're overusing something, it's a, it's, a, it's a form of trauma in terms of overuse and exhaustion in that regard, okay? So if you're overly using your calves forever 
and then you want to think you're going to go run with those locked up tight calves atrophied feet that don't move and then put them in a stability sneaker that even conditions that even further and totally disengages any type of idea of ankle mobility Europe should squeak without a paddle it's not happening so that's how that happens let me get the exception of the rule out of the way let's move on to the majority and everybody else everybody walks heel to toe you all walk from heel roll through your foot and go to your toe every single last one of you walks like that that's exactly how you should be running the minute you think that you should be running on your midfoot or your toes, you have a problem. Here's why. Number one, what did I already say? You're thinking. That's the first problem. Movement and thinking really don't work well together. As soon as that brain gets involved with your body, we have issues. Talk to any dancer who utilizes their body in the most extreme way. The minute they start thinking about what they actually have to do is the minute they start messing up on stage is the minute they start messing up in practice. It's the minute they start messing up in rehearsal. It's the minute they turn the wrong way and get hurt, okay? So, just to give you an insight with this one, I'm giving you how much back reference I do to every single thing I, I talk about. When it comes to run form, it is one of the biggest arguments I have and the most science behind why what people think they should do is wrong and why what they should be doing is under talked about. And I have so many years of biomechanics and how the body moves both, fun both functionally and dysfunctionally that I reference and bounce everything that I do off of everything I've ever done, always. Every athlete I've ever seen, every sport I've ever worked on, everything I've read, tested, case studied, looked at, science, mechanics, uh, physics, all of that. I do all of that when I look at somebody. And then there's the innate response I have to a body and that just nurtures everything. So I'm trying my best to give you that level of insight because I'm really sick and tired of this stupid, this stupid argument about running form. <sighs> there are books upon books upon books on running form and it is ridiculous to me. You all know how to run already. Your body knows exactly how to run and how exactly to run well already. The best example of this is go out there and watch a 5K of little kids run. Watch them. They are running with near perfect form because nobody's gotten in their head yet and kids for some reason have like a barrier to BS and they block everything out and they do what they want to do and their body moves without anybody telling you what to do. The bo their kids' bodies just do it, right? So go watch a kid's run. Go watch one of their little mile runs they do and those kids are going bananas out there cooking. Watch how they, watch their footing. That's the best example to understand that you've actually changed how you've been running based on what people have said to you, what you've heard, what you've been told, and you don't know anything else at this point. That's why. That's the first way that that happens is you get told to do something differently. I can't tell you how many people come to me and say, I was running like you told me, Jess, but someone else said I should be running like this and so I changed it and that's when my pain started. I know, I'm very well aware. Very well aware. If you're somebody with shin splints, Achilles tendonitis, heel pain, calf strain, plantar fasciitis, and you still are running with a midfoot or a toe strike, I don't, know, I don't know what to tell you. It doesn't make sense that if you have those issues and you're not adjusting your footing to go back to a proper walk, movement, ankle flexion and extension, push off, arch use, 
building the arch in your foot. Ankle flexion and extension is hip flexion and extension. You don't have it at your foot, you don't have it at your hip. I don't know where the hell you think you're going without pain, without using hip flexion and extension. No idea where you're going, runner. Nowhere is where you're going. Nowhere. And if you're still having all those levels of pains and you're still gonna argue the fact that you should be running on your toes or your midfoot, you have a problem deeper than a mechanical issue. That's a thought issue, that's a thought problem. That's a mental block you have, that's what that is. And if you're in a sneaker that's encouraging you to roll into your toes, what did I just say earlier? The only external thing that can injure a runner is their sneaker. If you lose the ability to dictate your foot because a sneaker's on it, you've just encouraged the sneaker to injure you, period. And then whatever mechanics you have that were off, whatever movement patterns you have that were off, are just gonna get solidified and stronger with every step you take in a dysfunctional footing, in a locked up sneaker that's locking up your entire kinetic chain and you're gonna be in pain and you will eventually have like serious injuries like torn hip labrums, hamstring tears, uh, back problems, hip, dis hip, hip SI joint dysfunction, your pelvis can shift, psoas issues, piriformis issues, which are gonna pull on your femur, which could lead to a neck, a femoral neck stress fracture. Like these are real things that happen just from stuff that you bypassed at your feet, all because of your footing, because of your running form. Your body knows how to run. The I don't, I don't actually even harp on this on my athletes. Part of the consult with me is after I work on you really quickly and I assess you, I literally make you run across in front of me about like 50 yards back and forth, just once. And I say nothing. And your body naturally runs the way it should because I get rid of the strain and restriction. I get the right muscles firing, the wrong muscles firing, so your body can talk to me. And then when it goes on the run, it's feedback. And everybody says, I never run like this. I usually don't run like this. I, I don't really ever feel this when I run. Right, because you've just unleashed your body and your, I always say your body hears my voice and it tells, it, it's like excited, but <laughs> that's what happens. The body opens up. So I don't have to tell you how to run. You already know how to run. I need to unscrew the ridiculousness that you've allowed into your brain that's told you to run some, lean this way, move this way, shift this way, pick your legs up, kick back, hip high, legs back, butt curls, hamstring curls. What? Shut up. Shut up. The only way that that level of, of instruction happens is for a track and field runner who is going to be doing sprints, 200s, maybe 400s, hurdles, those are things that you really give that level of instruction for, and none of you doing that. Not one of you was doing a 200, not one of you was running no 400s, not one of you is doing no hurdles. Please show me where a hurdle is on a 5K, 10K, 15K, half full or ultra marathon. Let me know, I will go stand by it and wait for you. The day that that happens. Then we could talk about why track and field should be anywhere near your regimen as a long distance runner. But that's the third biggest issue with run form is that run coaches, and I mean the term run coaches specifically, are trained in track and field. That's not distance running. I talk about it a lot. Talk about it a lot. If you were privy to getting into our Marathon Training Summit last summer, 2020, where we talked to professionals and doctors and run scientists about running, all of them said speed work has no business in a distance running regimen at all. 
And the pros that we spoke to were previous track stars at college, in high school, college, and then went marathon pro and had to completely relearn how to run in a totally different sport because it's a totally different sport. Now, a long distance run coach will actually have that full title. They will say long distance run coach. Their training is different than just a run coach. Information for you, keep it in your back pocket. The next time you get approached by a run coach who's gonna tell you to do speed work, butt kicks, leg swings, things that have nothing, to, first of all, none of those moves are doing anything for you. I wouldn't do them for my track and field people, that's first. But as, as an athletic conditioning expert, okay? I understand why they would be done in that, in, that, in that regard, but I still wouldn't do them. But when you're being told to do that, but your goal is to run the New York City Marathon, or a half marathon, or go run Zion, or go to New Zealand and run a marathon out there, go to Berlin and run that marathon, go to Tokyo and run that. If that's your goal, you have no business on a track. No business doing sprints, no business doing that. So many runners talk about training in the wrong way. Professionals talk about training in the wrong way so that they're training with sprinting more so and they find themselves on the track a lot and they didn't, especially in quarantine, a lot of these professional runners were, you know, cocooned to their area, right? So they were only around their, and I'm talking about uh, Kenyan runners in Kenya, everybody in the world had very cocooned areas of their training to stay on top of their training. So a lot of them are either undertrained for their level, so they're, they're kind of struggling with that right now because they're getting back into it. So a lot of them are undertrained, but a lot of them were cocooned in their area. So they were only doing like some track work or running on a treadmill which is not how a long distance runner trains. So they're undertrained for what they want, which is records. They're training for records. They wanna break records. That's what they wanna do. So when they're training on a track, that's never gonna happen. They're not gonna break a record on a track for a long distance race, it's not gonna happen. When they're training on a treadmill, they're not opening up. They're never gonna train for a record on a treadmill, it's not gonna happen. But you guys, for some reason, don't look at this. You look at your peers and say, well, they're doing track work at that club and they're doing butt kicks at that organization, so I guess that's what I should do. No, actually no, actually no. It's an investment into your own body. If you truly wanna run and you wanna run well and you wanna achieve goals, then you need to invest into your body and that means coming to run pain-free. It just, I, I, I'm getting a little, pushy with that on this one because I know how many people get injured from foolishness and there's a lot of foolishness out there there's a lot of dumb stuff out there on social media but the biggest thing that is the easiest way to get injured is by listening to somebody on how to run in terms of run form that is highly uneducated and to the point of disrespect to the peers that I have and myself that we put so much work into this and making sure athletes are sound that you guys get injured that way and I can't count how many runners I get that have said, wow, like I started out running full foot function, that's what I call it, because I don't believe in the, the statement heel strike for a mental reason. I think the word strike is, a, is impactful in a negative manner, strike. I think it's almost, I think it's funny how manipulative the word is in terms of the negativity it puts on the term heel strike, and I don't use it. It's full foot function. It's called using your whole freaking foot. That's what it is. And I have an entire video of me voiceovering. 
our actual athletes running by, and I do a new one pretty much every year of athletes running by, and I voice over exactly what they're doing, their mechanics, how their bodies are moving, and I show in the beginning of their correction and what they look like towards the end of their correction where you can see the entire journey of what they look like to start and what they're looking like now and how much faster they are and how much open they are and how much more efficient they are and how much they feel better and how they're not straining their hamstrings and how they don't feel tired legs because their entire body is moving and their whole bodying the run the whole body should work on the run the reason half of you guys are tanking and getting strains and getting hurt is because only parts of your body is running because you're listening to idiots who don't know about run form tell you how to run that's part of the problem. So I encourage you to get on in to the Run Pain-Free Run Club and learn full foot function because you already know how to do it, but you're stopping it because you're listening to people around you who know nothing about run form. Even ones that say they know about run form don't know about run form. <laughs> That's real. It's not no shade. I don't believe in shade. I believe in honesty and bluntness. If you don't like it, that's on you, not me. I'm going to give it to you straight. Do with it what you want. That's it. My mission is to protect athletes. My mission is to make sure the athletes are safe. And there's an abundance of unsafe stuff happening all around me, all day long, online, in the streets, everywhere around this world. So it's my job and my mission to mitigate that and debunk a lot of this crap that's hurting you. You know how to run. You know how to walk, you know how to run, period. If you can't run without pain, you're probably not walking without pain. That should be the first indication. However, here we go. If you're running on your toes and your midfoot, you're never running on your toes and your midfoot for more than about 10 minutes. Not for more than about 10 minutes. You then go into what I call a limp run, where you're going to heel or full foot function on one foot, and you're still going to mid or ball the other foot. So you're galloping, it's a limp run, and a lot of you do it. At mile 22 at the New York City Marathon, I see you limping right on by. When I watch professionals who refuse to learn this and really let their legs do all the talking and let people get in their head about sprinting, <laughs> you see what I did a voiceover on for the London Marathon finish where Katata came up like a gazelle, opened up his legs full foot function and passed Vincent, like nothing, like he just started running. He looked fresh as could be. And Vincent was limp running out of his mind. You could see his whole hip was done. You could see it was done. The hip was completely exhausted. The joint was completely exhausted. There was nothing in there and he was limp running on it. That's because he probably ran toe striking and then because they only run for two, two and a half hours max, these professional runners only run very little compared to what the majority of long distance runners run, four plus hours. Three, between three and five and a half hours is a high average. And then there's a huge meat amount of people that are running between five and seven hours. You know what that, you're running five to seven hours and you think you're gonna, you think you're gonna run or listen to what a person who runs two to two and a half hours does is gonna work for you. Another problem, that's number four. Number, number four problem. There's no way you can match running five, six, seven hours to somebody who's been who's done in two and a half hours. There's no way. What the body has to go through and the demand on the body for an additional three to four hours? Are you serious? You can't be serious. Another problem, but no one looks at these things. No one looks at those things. The demand on your body 
for being on your feet going forward for four, five, six, sometimes seven hours. I got runners who finish in nine hours. Nine hours I have people who finish in nine hours. We got runners who are doing sub three, sub four, sub five, and we got runners who are doing nine. So, you know, you there, it's the same mechanic over a very long period of time. And if you are not running with your entire body, whatever you're running on for all those hours is going to go on you. It's going to conk out. It's going to be done. It's going to cramp out. It's going to seize up. It's going to stop you. It's going to hurt. It's going to tear. It's going to break. Like that's what's going to happen. You need your whole body to work well. And the majority of runners are only running with half their bodies. And that's because they're only running on half their foot, in their toes, in the balls of their feet. From the whole ball all the way back, what's that doing? Nothing. A whole lot of nothing. Now, say you're in pain when you're running, toesy, reindeer. Say you're in pain when you're running, but then you're walking around fine. I'm reaching by saying fine, because I know you're not going to walk around fine, because if you're running in pain, you're walking in pain. But let's say it's less pain when you're walking and you're in more pain when you're running. Let's just say that. Why do you think that is? Because you're using your full foot and you're walking properly, full foot function all the way through your foot. This is providing that you have on an actual sneaker shoe or something on your foot that's allowing you to use your whole foot. Or if you're walking barefoot, say, I have people, oh, I walk barefoot, I'm fine. Yeah, because you're using your whole foot. There's no restriction on it. There's no shoe or sneaker on it that's restricting your mobility of your foot. Your foot's moving. You put that stupid shoe on for work or you put on those stupid moon boots that you say you're going to go run somewhere in. Now you're not using your whole foot. Now you're in pain. Yeah. I mean, there's so many red flags that people don't look at logically. It's crazy to me. Like if you take everything off your foot and you walk around with no problem, Maybe you're a little achy when you first start walking around, but then it kind of goes away after you walk a little bit barefoot. That's a pretty big indicator that your sneakers are a problem and that you're running on your toes. And that's a problem. Otherwise, that would hurt like hell too. When there's no relief whatsoever, that's a totally different thing. Now we have a bigger issue, but I'll tell you, it's extremely rare that that happens. I've been dealing with this for over 25 years. I've been working with injuries for a very long time. It's very rare that I get somebody who comes to me and says there's no relief whatsoever. There's always something that has a relief to it. There's always some type of movement that they don't feel pain in that movement. And it, there's always something. And that's the part that you need to pay attention to. What do you not feel pain doing? Look at that. What's that like? What you doing? What are you not doing that you're doing on the run? What are you not doing that you're doing all day long? What are you not doing that's relieving you? Stop thinking that you're going to change how your body runs because you're only gonna make it worse. Your body knows how to run. It's called full foot function. It's called using your arms. Your whole body should be using everything. You have never seen a professional runner not use runner torque. I work on runner torque big time. As much as I work on your butt, I'm working on runner torque. And all of our athletes will tell you that. All of them. Because the power of a runner, the true power of a runner is in the arch of their foot and their torque. If you don't know what torque is, that's another indicator you've been taught by someone who doesn't know what they're talking about. Runner torque is your entire core. What's your core? Your core is your back and your front. Your core is not just your abs because you have transverse abs. And transverse abs come from around the back side of you, from outside the back of your spine and wrap around the front on top of those abs you like to see. 
Then you got obliques. Then you got your psoas, which is all the way in the back on the entire lumbar spine that connects your lumbar spine to your femur. That's your core. So if none of that stuff's working, I don't know where you think you're going without getting exhausted real quick. See, we don't play games here at Run Pain Free. We make sure your sound inside and out as deep as we can go, as deep as we can go, strong from the inside out. So you enjoy your run and look effortless and the inside is cooking. The body loves to move. The body loves to move well. The body loves to be used properly. <laughs> it doesn't like to be used improperly. And the fact that you're in pain is a pretty clear indicator you're using your body improperly. Pretty clear. And it starts with your run form. Stop thinking about your run form and just run. Your body knows how to run. And if you just go out there and run and you feel pain when you're just going out there and running, look at your sneakers. What are they doing? What are they, what are they not doing? What is, what's their stride? Are you open? Are you short? Are you running underneath yourself like a gerbil in a wheel? Are you open or are you short? Are you understriding? That's bigger deal than overstriding. Your body won't let you overstride. How about that? Your body won't let you overstride because the whole job of your hamstring is to assess extension and not hyperextend and come back, grab the ground and pick it up behind you. That's the job of the actual hamstring in the human body for basic human function. And what is distance running? Basic human function with velocity at extreme all the time. So when we are talking about your basic human function not being able to happen, then on the run, you begin to have a problem. But you're never going to overextend, which I see online all the time, because your hamstring's job is to never let that happen. And there's more of a chance of you understriding than overextending your leg for that reason alone. And you actually do get more injured by understriding, underrunning is what I call it, running underneath yourself, than you do by opening up your legs. Because when you're opening up your legs, you're absorbing it better because your whole foot comes down and you absorb into it, into your whole leg, into your glue, and it can go through the absorption of that impact. There's no impact because you're rolling through your foot coming right off the top of it, just like a gymnast does when they come out of a triple lindy, they land down into a somersault, they break their fall, they roll into it, they absorb the impact, there's no impact. Same thing when you properly run through your feet. So when you have full foot function, glute activation, hip extension, hip flexion, and runner torque, you're winning. You're winning. You already walk like that. Your arms already swing. Your body already twists. The IT band dictates that from the outside of your knee, up the leg, across the glute, across your low spine to the opposite shoulder. Both IT bands do this, so you have a huge X across your back. Your IT band is extremely long. It dictates your movement right to left, biomechanics. So. As your body moves like that naturally, the minute you lock up your elbows, disallow your torque, your runner, your, your twisting to happen up top from your waist, and you shorten your stride, you're asking for a hamstring strain, you're asking for torn hip labrums, period. A lot of men I call twisted back. Twisted back means a man who thinks that they're standing looking straight, but they're twisted from their sacrum up. They're actually twisted, and they run like that. There's a, there's a body type that that happens too in, in in running as a sport. And so that actually causes a lot of issues with them not being able to open up their stride, but it results in the torn hip labrums. This is all from run form being conditioned improperly and being conditioned that now adds muscle to it. 
And so this becomes even more of an issue, all because running form was not addressed by a person who actually is educated in running form. And because you thought with your brain that you were gonna tell your body what to do and how to move when the body already knows what to do. So this is why running form is one of the most basic reasons people can get injured above and beyond all the other foolishness out there. But running form in and of itself, your body already knows how to do. I encourage you to go watch a kid's race. Look it up online. There's a whole bunch of them online. Watch these kids run. They have full foot function, their arms are moving, their bodies are twisting, and they're having a great time. That should be an indicator right there that you are, you've already gotten into a mess of things with your brain. Your body knows how to run, people are getting in your brain, your peers are getting into your head, and you're not allowing your body to do what it does naturally, and you're telling you what to do, and that is the first way you're gonna get injured, is the minute you think you're gonna tell your body what to do. Never works that way. So I hope this gives some indication to it, but we go over this a lot in the Run Pain Free Run Club. So, runpainfreerunclub.com. Tons of information, tons of classes and courses, and I always ask people to send in videos so I can go over there running, no matter where they are in the world. And I'm in this right now, I'm actually getting them in as I'm doing this podcast, because we asked for that. And I always wanna see what people are doing and running, because when I see the actual run, I can really start to assess what people are doing and how much they're in their head about it. So these are things you'll get out of the run club, and it's so important that you understand what your body does naturally, and then what you're bringing it in to do and you're messing it up on your own. So the minute you start to separate those two things, you actually start to get much more clarity in your running ability. So I hope that this helped you a little bit with run form and understanding it, putting some things in your back pocket for your toolbox in terms of what to listen to and what not to listen to. But make sure you get on over to runpainfreerunclub.com. Go in there, sign up. Let's get educated together and get you running better and enjoy your runs. Have a great day, guys.